I sat jet-lagged in a small conference room watching the desert sun sink toward the western horizon. It was my first trip to the Middle East in over a decade, and I'd forgotten how hot it could get there even in November. Last time I'd been a tourist, all antiquity, pyramids, and museums in Cairo. Now, I was a seasoned internet investor, board member, and entrepreneur, attending one of the first region-wide gatherings of tech startups in Dubai. The looming skyscrapers and business towers before me had been barely an architect's dream during my last visit. Now, only the heat was familiar. By the end of this conference, virtually all my preconceptions of the Middle East would be thoroughly altered. As if on cue, a flowing figure in black glided before me like a phantom. She sat beside me, shoulders proudly back, dressed in the traditional head-to-toe abaya that revealed only her face and hands. She said she was a university student in Saudi Arabia, and while there, had designed a luxurious leather-carrying case for mobile devices like smartphones and iPads, complete with a battery pocket to keep them charged. She asked whether I thought this was a good business idea. I have happily listened to hundreds of ideas, investment pitches, and calls for mentorship throughout my career. It's inspiring to meet people trying to start something from scratch with the odds so strongly against them. And it's gratifying to flatter myself that my nearly two decades of business experience might materially help these budding entrepreneurs. But on this day in 2010, my first mentorship experience in the Middle East was unnervingly different. Fumbling for a coherent answer, I asked a few questions about her background and the genesis of her idea, and offered some generic encouragement about following her dreams. She nodded politely, but with a palpable sense of boredom. Thank you for that, she said. It is very helpful, but I should have been more precise. I have a pre-order for a thousand units, and this leaves me with a dilemma. There are four low-cost manufacturers in China who are enthusiastic about doing business with me, but I'm nervous about having my supplier so far away. Should I risk manufacturing my idea with people I don't know very well? Or should I raise the roughly $45,000 I'd need for machinery and then hire a young woman I know locally to handle production? I was stunned. Before me was a young, Saudi Arabia-based, tech-savvy woman entrepreneur looking to expand her operations globally. This was not the Middle East that I had been taught to expect. It was not the Middle East that my Western peers, even the most sophisticated business people, knew. In fact, her story shocked even many of my skeptical friends in the region when I later described her. One of the other young entrepreneurs in the room, the founder of a computer animation startup based in Syria, sensed my amazement. Eerily resembling a young Leonardo DiCaprio with a ponytail, he winked at me. There's a lot going on over here, right, sir? Right. I was in Dubai because I have been a successful entrepreneur and sometimes successful investor in many startup companies. I've played the roles of leader, board member, mentor, and amateur psychologist. I know the high of watching customers flock to a new product and the gut-wrenching terror of realizing that even a small mistake on my part could cost my employees their livelihoods. When I talk with young entrepreneurs so passionate about technology and the Internet that they can't imagine doing anything else, I'm conversing with a sister or brother. I know what they're in for, and I applaud them for it. It's a life of bold choices, one that, as a legendary founder of Netscape and venture investor Mark Andreessen reminded me at the beginning of one of my ventures, it yields only two emotions. Total euphoria and abject fear. I was there primarily, however, because of an unusual journey. In the United States, I am frequently asked why I care about the Middle East. My answer is usually a baffled, why don't you? 
It's hard to name two regions of the world whose mutual needs, tensions, misunderstandings, and mistakes have had more impact in shaping their fortunes than these two. When I was growing up, when we thought about the Middle East at all, we generally lumped its unique cultures and histories into some simplistic context framed around the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or the Iranian revolution. In college, I had a brilliant roommate who had recently escaped civil war-torn Lebanon with his family. When our late-night bull sessions turned to the Middle East, he tried patiently to teach our doormates about the nuances of the region and how we were viewed there. One night, one of our classmates turned to him as if the West had no responsibilities for the region's challenges and said, There's no hope. We should build a wall around the region and let you just figure your own shit out. There was an embarrassed silence, but none of the rest of us had anything more sophisticated to offer our exasperated friend.